Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Motor Up Sports. I'm your host, Kenny Eaton, and today, our own, welcome back. Thanks for having me again, once again, as always. Great to have you on. So today, we're talking about the Pistons and how we would construct the roster going into next season and going forward. So I, I think a lot of this roster is going to look a lot different next year in terms of you're going to see a lot of role players probably find their way out of Detroit. I I think some of the guys that find their way out are Sadiq Bay, Rodney Gerder, hopefully Corey Joseph, and Norland Noel will likely easily find their ways out. Boyan will probably find his way out at deadline. So realistically speaking here, you gotta you gotta make some moves. You know, you gotta make some moves this offseason. Is a very important offseason because you got to make a decision. The decision is do we try to expedite this rebuild and finally start to try to win games, or do we drag this out a little longer, see what happens next year now that Cade's back next year, and see what you can do. Personally, I don't think this team is ready to win. I think this team needs another year up until next year's trade deadline until they can start buying. But I think we have our obvious guys that we would keep, which would be Ivy, Killian, Cade, Duran and Stu. Th- those are probably your only five lo- roster locks next year. I think you would probably agree with that too. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we should keep Sadiq Bey as we had this discussion last time as well. But yeah, we're definitely going to have to get rid of some of these role players. Uh, we do have to though, like bring in some like veterans as well. I guess we'll assume those, I guess the role of the role player, you know, guys that are flexible with the multiple positions. And um, really could just mentor these young guys like Cade, Ivy, Jalen, um, even Sadiq, because I do want to keep them, man. I'm not, I know you don't. I don't. I know you don't like to hear that, but this is really a loaded uh, free agency class coming into uh, this summer. So I think there's a bunch of different possibilities we could do that we could truly, you know, capitalize. Do you have any ideas for that? So I think you're going to need a new third string point guard next year, because. Corey's probably seeing the door as long as Dwayne Casey is not here next year. He's been horrible in Detroit. He's had a few of those like really big games, but the majority of his career, he has stunk it up here. So here's some options at your backup point guard. George Hill, Brian Forbes, Matthew Delvadova, and Austin Rivers. Those are four backup point guards that would probably play like a third stringy role in Detroit that, are cheap, you know, three three to seven million dollar players. I know Bryn Forbes is right now on the cheapest contract out of the four of them, but realistically speaking, you're gonna have to target a new point guard that will probably have to hop in and play minutes because we've had issues with Killian's health his entire career. We've had issues with Kay's health his entire career. So realistically speaking, you need to bring in a guy that can hop into the rotation and give you good minutes. Those four guys are perfect for good minutes. Mm-hmm. I feel like definitely these guys will be beneficial with it. If we get someone like, you know, Brent Forbes, per se, you went to MSU, bring him back to Michigan, that'll always be nice. But I feel like really what we could do as well is someone like him really won't play this third stream uh, point guard because if we could go for this is a loaded draft free agency class that has a lot of like forwards and guards and a lot of flexible players. So if we do go for certain players like here, you know, your Josh Richardson's, Danny, Danny Green's, Terrence Ross's, those kind of guys, we could really have them come in as like, I guess, like the sixth man role with it truly, because 
I don't know. The way I see it is like Jaden Ivey is a very physical player, but as we can see this year, he's still young. He's still learning and he gets into crazy foul trouble. This guy will rack up three fouls within the first quarter. So really what could happen is like, we could like just scoot everyone down, have Killian come in, or we could just have Cade go to the point guard role, move Sadiq up. Cause I do want to keep him and then throw in that forward at number three, uh, the third, or even have them as shooting guard. So I think there's plenty of different options we could do for this. And, uh, the possibilities are truly limitless, in my opinion, really, with it. I like Alec Burks. I want him on my roster next year. I don't think anything's worth shopping for him. You need a spark off the bench. You need a vet in the locker room. You need a guy that can get you 15. Alec Burks, no doubt I'm paying him, extending him here. Good sixth, seventh man for next year. No mm-hmm. doubt about that. I'm looking to shop Bagley next year because I don't like him. I know we've had this argument before. I think Marvin Bagley's injury prone and overpaid. If somebody wants to bite at that, go for it. But I don't think anybody truly wants him. Mm-hmm. So he's probably stuck here on his contract all the way through. I think you're going to have to replace New Orleans Noel at the third string center position, which where you spend your second round draft picks on that. But you're going to need somebody, if you're going to risk Sadiq and Boyan, we need somebody that can sit behind whoever we get at the small forward position because I'm assuming Boyan's gone. I think every Pistons fan probably would agree on that. Boyan's gone. So who do you replace him with? Personally, mine, Kyle Kuzma could be an option, but you're going to have to pay him $18, $19 million, and that's your big signing. I, I'm not completely opposed to it, but am I ready to win now when you've been the worst team in basketball now for three straight seasons? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I'm very opposed to throwing a lot of cash at somebody right now, especially a guy like Kyle Kuzma, who doesn't make you into this instant contender. You know, there's very few guys that can take you in the instant contention. Guys like Devin Booker, a guy like Donovan Mitchell, like you're seeing with the Cavs. You know, there's very few guys in this league that are franchise-changing players that I'd be willing to go at right now. Kyle Kuzma doesn't change your franchise. Kyle Kuzma's Jeremy Grant. Kyle Kuzma's literally the same thing. Same money, same role, same everything. But if you think you're ready to get into the playoffs next year, not play in, get into the playoffs, Kyle Kuzma, I'm all for it. But I don't think this team's ready at all. TJ Warren could be an interesting cheap signing. And Jake Crowder would be a good fit personally for the Pistons. But also got to look around the league and think of who's making some bad contracts right now. And honestly, who can come in there and just play a decent role in Detroit and a flip flip a piece at deadline, maybe get a draft pick out of it. One old guy to take a look at, which you'd laugh at, but I think that the Pistons need to take on bad contracts and get picks right now. Harrison Barnes, take on the contract for the year. I think he's on the last year of his deal next year. So you're not even trying to win next year. You're just trying to play in. You're trying to see if you're healthy, how good are you really? Mm -hmm. Honestly, I make a move at Harrison Barnes, potentially sign him to a cheap deal because he's never getting the $18 million a year like he's getting right now ever again. So, Honestly, a guy like him, let's just say at 
what's the price tag you put on him? 12 mil? That seems fair. 12 mil. So you get $12 million small for Harrison Barnes. You can shop around. At that contract, I think a team would maybe shop for him if he's having a good season. On a two-year deal, two-year, $28 million contract. Done. Done. With the rising cap, that's not a bad contract, and I don't think you can disagree with that. Yeah, no. Uh, honestly, no. Harrison Barnes is definitely uh, he's someone that I think we could even like we could like even hold on to if we don't get the proper deal for him. Because don't forget, this guy was one of the most important, I guess, role players on you know arguably the best team of all time, the 2016 Warriors. He was the small forward on that team, and he's been balling out in, in Sacramento right now. Actually, this guy he had a slow start in the be- uh, beginning of the season. But now they're all meshing with Sabonis, De'Aaron, even Keegan Murray with it. So he's definitely a very solid option to go for. I would agree with you on that one. Thing is, though, if we like were to get rid of Bogdanovich, we're going to have some more like cap space to work with. So I feel like signing Harrison Barnes could be solid. But, you know, Kuzma, he'll be good. But I feel like we can get the same like really value with him and the role we want him to play. When you look at it, Kuzma, when he's the main guy, he's that's when he's putting up two, three threes a game, getting you 18 to 20 points over on the average. So you could probably get someone even cheaper than that. And like when looking in free agency, there's quite a few guys that could fill in that role, even along with the Harrison Barnes, we do get him at that 12 million price tag. He could even go up to really, you know, 13, 14 with it, maybe down to 10. So uh, as long as he's like adjustable with it but you know guys like Otto Porter he had a season ending injury we know what he's capable of he's going to be dirt cheap we might be able to get him on a veterans minimum and he's you know three and d with it he's he's right. a vet. been around the league for sure even guys like Darius Baisley he's he's still in mid-20s so he's not too old not too young he could play a few different positions I did see some reports that Boston doesn't want to go with someone like Grant Williams Grant Williams now, he's young, the Batman, as he likes to call himself. I think he he stopped the Joker one time, Nikola Jokic. So I guess that's his nickname with it. But he could definitely be decent. He'll be cheaper than Kuzma and <laughs> bringing that same role with it. So there are definitely a few options we could do. But Harrison Barnes definitely should be a target for sure. My guy I'm targeting, and he's not a starter. He might be able, if he fits into the right role in Detroit, Matisse Thibel. You need a perimeter defender more than anything in the world. You don't have that right now. You don't have a guy that you can stick at the two, you could stick at the three, you could stick at the four and say he's going to play good defense. There's not a single guy in this roster that plays defense right now. And don't go out there and tell me Dern does because Dern plays defense, but Dern's not like a good defender. Like we don't have a guy that plays defense right now. You need a guy who you can put on the floor and you know it's clamps you know you're getting hell on defense. He's so disruptive. Another guy, honestly, I I would take a good hard look at and potentially look at at deadline. Alex Caruso. You need defenders. You need guys who can clamp up. I think a guy I'd probably try to move for him is Hami. Hami Caruso swap. Now you get a defender in there. At least for the rest of you, you try this experiment out with Killian as your point guard, Ivy as your shooting guard, and he's your backup point guard the rest of the year. You figure it out, see if it works. And then next year, you can, you can bump Alec Burks to small forward. He, he played that role a little bit down in New York. Mm-hmm. He, he played a little bit of that. You can bump Burks as like a backup three. Killian's your backup one. 
and he's your backup too. I don't think that's a horrible idea. Caruso could play one and two. He can guard both positions. And in today's game, I mean, does he really, is he really ball dominant or is he kind of just a force on defense that's kind of a non-factor on offense? I think he's more of a non-factor. So the ball doesn't necessarily have to be in Alex Caruso's hands on offense where you can stick him at the two. And he'd still do a good job. But Caruso, Matisse Thibel, two guys I'm taking a very hard look at down in this offseason because you need some guys that can play D. You know, you have some guys that can play offense. There's no debate this team can play decent offense. You know, they're still putting up good points at night without Cade. They just play no D. And you need people in there that can do that right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be all against trading someone like Diallo for someone like Caruso. Caruso will give much more of a, you know, strict impact with it. I'm a fan of Alec Burks, but I don't know if he should be like the backup small forward. He has a smaller frame at six five. These forwards nowadays are at like, you know, six seven and up from there. So yeah, but he's played it in the past. Yeah, but how successful was he on those teams when he did? You know, New York, Utah. They they were never really successful. He's he's a, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but uh. You know, I, I feel like he would definitely be just another rotational player, just filling in through the one and two if we do keep him. But I feel like the free agency signing or whoever we trade Bogdanovich for, that would be our true backup small forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, depending on if we get someone that's, you know, more prominent than a Sadiq Bay or something, that would be a starter, then we could figure it out from there. But uh I wouldn't be all for against trading away, getting Caruso. Definitely Diallo, Burks. These guys are all other trade assets. We could even do like a Megalodon trade, if you will, where we trade one of those guys with Bogdanovich, even a later draft pick. Because Troy Weaver, he did an amazing job at collecting these assets. So it's definitely something we should upgrade, though, that role player position, the backup. So Okay. With all, let's talk a little bit now about the draft coming up. So the Pistons right now are probably in the top five and they'll probably finish in the top five and they have a top second round pick. So there's a few guys in this draft. You know, we were talking about this a couple episodes ago. There's very few small forwards in this draft, right? I personally think if the Pistons get screwed at four or five, you're not getting Brandon Miller. It's obvious. You're you're not getting Brandon Miller at four or five. Because your top three, I think, is pretty set in stone. Wemby, Scoot, Brandon Miller. Am I wrong or is that pretty set in stone? I honestly I've been seeing other reports where like Brandon Miller's kind of like slipping to like five, six. Really? Around there. Yeah. So this is a really point guard, shooting guard dominant draft with it. So I feel like that they would be more of like the focal point. But I mean, I think Brandon Miller should be our go-to guy if we don't get the number one pick. So Eamon Thompson could be interesting. I'm curious about his defense because, I mean, he's 6'7". He's a point guard, shooting guard, combo guard guy. But I think at 6'7", you can truly play – small forward in the NBA, and if he's not so crazy ball dominant, which obviously in the overtime elite, you know, the ball is going to be in this five-star's hand every play, right? Like, you know the guy's not playing, like, crazy basketball, right? Like, he's playing against a bunch of guys that are scrubs. So the ball's always going to be in Eamon Thompson's hand. Mm -hmm. Am, Am I wrong? 
Yeah, I can see that. It could definitely be a go-to for if you just need a bucket, you know, get a run going, start it up. Well, well, well the point I'm making here is, does he need the ball in his hands at all times? Because you have Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham who are already two ball-dominant guards. You can't add a third in there. Yeah. But I think also you're sticking at four or five. Grady Dick's perfect. Grady Dick's an athletic three and D. Tyler Hero mixed with Clay Thompson, too. I mean, that that's my dream pick if you don't get Brandon Miller. I just think, you know, it's a very guard down that draft, and trading down would not be the worst thing in the world for the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I do see uh, Grady Dick on ESPN, at least. He's towards, like, the number 16th pick with it. So See, NBA, NBA draft not has him all the way up at six. Oh, I see. There, uh, he's, I mean, right now, there's. it's just all over the place. We're way too early, you know, into the draft season. Guys are going to heat up in March Madness that you don't expect. Like, you know, there's always that one guy who just goes insane in March who becomes a draft pick every year, like your Dante DiVincesco's of the world and shit yeah, like that. Davion Mitchell's, per se, you know, stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't – there's just nobody. Like, Jairus Walker, I think, would be a good fit. But, like, there's nobody that – Cam Whitmer, but like none of these guys are like I'm in love with. Mm-hmm. You know, none of these guys I'm looking at, I'm like, oh, you know, we need this guy. No, exactly. Like if you look, most of these forwards, like there's there's literally a handful. I, I do see even someone like uh yeah, like Cam Whitmore. Like that guy's like he's gonna be like he's not gonna be like a top pick with it. I mean No, he doesn't bring that swally. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know, he's just I don't know. We really, it's truly up to like this March Madness. Yeah, everyone steps up with it, but I, I think we like either if it's it's Victor or we just trade down or or just try trading for you know like a. You're not taking scoop. See, like I don't want to miss out on the opportunity, but like I don't think we should have the same exact mindset we had when we went for Jade and Ivy. You know. I think you have to. Why? Why wouldn't you go scoot? This guy sacks Derrick Rose before the injury. Yeah, but it just we're gonna have you, the two. You trade Ivy. What? And, what is? I think as Pistons fans, okay. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that Ivy's gonna be a good player in the NBA. But let's be honest here. That's a much bigger upgrade than Ivy. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're a Detroit kid. Your family is Detroit roots. It's a business in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And if he's coming in here, you got to trade Ivy. And honestly, you can get a lot in return for Ivy, considering his age, considering some of the flashes we've seen of like this guy could be very good. You could get your superstar out of Ivy. I I I like Scoot and Kate more than I like Ivy and Kate. End of the story. You have to go Scoot. You can't sit there and pass up an opportunity like that. That's a prospect that goes number one in every other draft in the history of the NBA. Yeah, yeah. man, it's just I, I I don't I don't know, man. He's a carbon copy with his, his Ivy. I mean, maybe he's had better stats throughout the G League and whatnot, but Ivy's just picking up. He, he's becoming a better shooter now, and that was his biggest flaw with it, truly. And Scoot's not the greatest shooter out of this draft, too. Out of these points, so nasty though. But he's definitely amazing. But like. 
the thing is, I understand where you're coming from. I truly do. Like, you know, he, he does seem like the upgrade. He, he like out of college or out of uh, coming into the draft. He does seem like, um, you know, like that go-to guy. But it's just if we get rid of Ivy, we could sure get all these different aspect uh, assets and all these different like players, picks, whatnot. But I don't think we should turn into the Oklahoma City Thunder. I know Troy came from OKC. He learned from their like general manager as well, but. We'd like there has to be a line that has to be drawn where we can't, you know, have a thousand draft picks for, you know, kids that are in middle school right now just to see. Because our plan is by then we want to be, you know, top three in the East, one of the best teams in the league in general, you know. So, you know, like it, realistically, we could just stick with Jaden and then trade this draft pick too instead of no going for a forward. I severely disagree with that take. Severely. I mean, it's going to be the same result with it, truly. You can't pass up on him. I, you can't. Like, th- this guy comes in, you pair him next to Cade, and we saw how good Cade was rookie year. You saw Cade was that guy. Scoot's that guy. Those two guys, you have two of those guys that are just going to be so good together. So good. The next greatest backcourt in the history of basketball, if you put Scoot and Cade on there. And if you're a GM, if you're an NBA scout, if you're someone that's following the, you know, this, this, this draft heavily, you can't sit there and tell me Scoot Henderson is not substantially better. Coming out of college slash high school slash G League, so he's substantially better is, than Ivy. He's substantially better. Your, so your take is, I just wanted to see, like get it, like make sure I'm like the same with it. So your take is, if we do get number two, that's when we should. But if we get number one, we stick with Victor. We get number three or lower. You we trade don't, we down. Don't trade up for Scoot. Like no, you trade down. Trade down. Okay. But okay. if you're stuck at two, no doubt in my mind, you you run to that podium and draft Scoot. You have the next greatest backcourt in NBA history. Do I think Ivy and Cade could be very good? Absolutely. But do I think Scoot and Cade have a higher ceiling? Not just a little higher ceiling, but a substantially higher ceiling. Absolutely. I'm sorry, but it's a business, and you have to move Ivy for a star. You get Scoot, I mean, you're looking at a superstar here, potentially. Like, a superstar from day one. I I don't know. I just see way too many similarities with it. Let me ask you this, though. If we were to trade Jaden and Ivy, what, realistically, what do you think we could get for someone like Jaden, you know? Who would I personally get? Or what assets in general? Mikhail Bridges would be the first guy I'm calling about. Be solid. First guy I call about because let's be real here. CP3 is getting up with age. They're going to need a point guard very soon. They need to hit the rebuild button too. I mean, CP3 can very well be traded because, I mean, they're a shit show in the, in the, in the nicest way possible. They are. And they're going to have to jumpstart a rebuild soon. So let's say they deal CP3 for some picks to start rebuilding around Booker. You know, Ivy and Booker, they can come in and win right away. So if you're the Sons and you're looking to hit a rebuild button, which obviously they're getting very, very close to it by the day. Mikhail Bridges for Jay and Ivy, I think it's a very solid deal for both sides. You stick Mikhail in your lineup with Scoot and Cade. Mikhail's a young player. He comes in with Durin too. I, I'm personally looking at it. A team that makes playoffs next year. You finally got your perimeter defender there. 
and he's cheap. And he's cheap, which is the biggest part about it. I don't think you can argue that take at all. Scoot gets you much better because you can now move Ivy. And you're going to win the same amount of games next year with Scoot and Ivy. One of the, you're going to win the same amount next year. Um, I mean, would would you want to get like the thing is with Mikhail Bridges, he could argue he's arguably like very similar to how Sadiq Bay is because like Mikhail just got good maybe a season, a season and a half ago. Before that, he looked like he was like nobody with it, really. If you look at his stats and his uh, overall impact, it was a trash Suns team, and he was really not doing much. So, you know, I feel like like we might – like for someone like Mikhail, either way, we could trade Bogdanovich and a bunch of draft picks and then another young player we have and still pull him off. And I, I'm not – why would you move a draft pick right now? I mean, like a, like like future draft picks. No, like so many. No, I I'm not moving a draft pick right now. You're still in rebuild mode. When you're in rebuild mode, you don't move draft picks. Yeah, but it would be a win now team, and in that case, like you you think we're going to be winning next year, right? No. If we get someone like Mikhail Bridges. But that that's going to take moving a young player. So you think you think our team would be better if we had uh you think our team would be a playoff team if we had uh so like how we are now we get Mikhail Bridges, we will be a play in team. But if we have Scoot Henderson and Mikhail Bridges with Cade, then we'd be playoff team. Correct. I'd have to disagree with you on that one, man. And I mean I don't know. These guys are just not meshing with each other. And like people were a little like iffy about how Cade and Jaden would work and you know, they were able to grow and adjust to each other for how, like, whatever they've had. Now they've had an off season. They're about to have another off season along with the season to really mesh. And now you need a perimeter in. defender, man. Yeah, like, you but keep ignoring. You keep ignoring the fact that we're laying up 130 points a night, and you got to take that into factor at some point. Yeah, but you see, if if, if Phoenix had the same, you know, ideology. If they had the same belief as like Mikhail when he was not good a couple of years ago, as we as you see Sadiq now, then like if they got rid of him, then you know it, it like okay, so okay, let's say you hold on to Sadiq Bay because I, I don't like it, but let's say you hold on to him. So Mikhail Bridges at your four, Sadiq Bay at your three. I mean, I, I don't think we should would get Mikhail if you're telling me, but you're but you're telling me. I, I'm just trying to understand this. You're trying to tell me. That getting Mikhail and then keeping Sadiq as your wings, you think that wins you titles in a few years? I don't think we go for Mikhail Bridges because Sadiq Bay, he's had a better uh, career so far. Mikhail just got good. And, you know, like us getting rid of Sadiq, he, what, I promise you now, he will turn better than what Mikhail is. Along with this, Mikhail no. is a, he's a cancer. Oh, rock, you're, and that's ass talk. You know, he's just like he doesn't seem like a guy that would, you know, be comforting to in the in the locker room with it, you know. I I, I think we're gonna have to disagree on that. I think Mikhail would be perfect. You need a guy who's a clamp god on D who can make plays defensively at the end of a game. He's one of those guys in the league that has a little bit of offensive game to him that complements his defense. And I think he's perfect for the Pistons. I think he's your He's your best case scenario player. 
I'd move Ivy in a heartbeat for McHale because now you you know what you're you're one two and three scoot Cade and McHale it's the that that's the one of the best one two three young teams in the league with Duran at center. I mean, come on, you're telling me you sign a power forward or you trade for a guy at power forward. You're telling me that doesn't work. I no, I I agree. That is a nasty team, but I just I don't see the difference between Jaden, Cade, and uh, Sadiq within a couple of years from now as they grow together themselves. I see higher ceilings everywhere. I think that that's a nasty combo. Don't get me wrong. That is definitely top team uh, within a couple of years or, you know, almost instantly. But I don't see the difference with keeping what, what we got. And instead of trading our assets, we don't need really. Come on. You know this young core, these, those three guys will never – they're, they're not – I don't think they're that good. I think we're I, – I, I – I, I think the Pistons wound up being fine, but if that's your three, one, two, three in the future, you're not winning rings. You need to at some point get somebody in there and be like actually be consistently good. I I just never have seen it with Sadiq Bay. I I, and I never will. So I'm gonna have to disagree with that. But let's wrap up this episode. We'll be back again later in the week with another Pistons special. So I'll see you guys then. Then thanks to our own for coming back on. Thanks for having me again, my friend. Thank you. Yes, sir.